the truth about President Trump's campaign? Or Joe Biden's campaign? Are either one of them guilty of high crimes? Is Barack Obama truly an American citizen or is he leading the deep state against the Republican Party? Why are medical costs really so high and doctors seem to be treating symptoms and pushing drugs? Is it a corrupt FDA or CDC? What about this? Why do your neighbors really gossip about you? What do they know? Why isn't God answering your prayers? I'm Terry Hardiker with Life Journeys, a podcast focusing on hard times and hard questions and what God is doing in them. I'm concerned today with our teachers as they look at going back to school. Many will find that it's more than they bargained for as they get worn down by all of the precautions, new rules, and the difficulties with the student's ability to cope, to behave, and most of all, stay healthy. Teachers are caught in the middle. Today, we're going to look past the natural, not only for teachers, but for everyone who is getting worn down. In Revelation chapter 3, it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things. These are the things that saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear, and that you would anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent." Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I'm seeing this played out before our eyes in America. I'm going to be talking about what it means to buy gold to try it in the fire because we are now being tried in the fire and we need to understand who we are first and what God wants to do to, to help us and to change us to bring about that help. He says, I am the Amen. That means firm. At the beginning of a discourse, it means true or truly. He says, I am giving you some firm, absolute truth from the one who is truth. You see, there's a reason behind the mayhem of the year we're experiencing. God has a purpose. Part of that is bringing out the hidden things of each of our hearts. Many are angry, confused, or fearful, and some are determined. Life has a million questions. We're left with so much doubt and suspicion. We can become cynical 
untrusting and suspicious of so many things because there are so many unanswered questions and injustices. But here, in the book of Revelation, we have one speaking who is the origin and beginning, a faithful witness. He's the author of creation itself, and he has the right answers. He has communicated exactly what we need to know. Even the mysteries of the Bible are exactly crafted for specific and perfect reasons. Here now is what you need to know about the lukewarm Christian life, what it causes and what its end will be, and how to remedy it. This pandemic and everything else associated with it needs no reminder today. We've heard it until we're sick of it, stressed out and exhausted, and more. Much more. If you're stinging from the realization of faults that this year has brought out in your life, if that realization is driven home by the emotional and spiritual exhaustion of being perhaps convicted or convinced and reproved clearly, or maybe being chastened by truth in this life, then rejoice. This is not the place for despair. This is not the place for that bleak terror of being forsaken for your humanity. You may be disappointed in discovering that you are of the ranks of humanity that are in need of help. You may be disillusioned that you are not of great self-value. This truth of coming to your senses can destroy your self-esteem, but it need not destroy your divine esteem. Dare to free fall from every self-preserving handhold, every preoccupation with self-defense, and let your life be overtaken by God's love. That's where real zeal begins. The more you're honest, the more you are forgiven, and then the more you can love. This passage in Revelation sounds like the knock of the thief to those who are fearful and unbelieving. And as I'm reading this script, I'm just moved to pause right now and just tell you something. Through this, God is telling you that He is for you, not against you. He is there with you, and He will walk with you in that pathway in front of your day today. So don't even worry about tomorrow. Just accept Him today. The truth is that He is knocking has just been opened to you. You're reaching for the door in thoughtful consideration, but you must answer while there's time lest you allow yourself to be hardened by neglect, defensiveness, doubt, denial. Remember, Jesus is seen here knocking at the door of Christians in His church, not at the door of the lost. So far, most Christians haven't been willing to open that door. I'm going to be honest with you. And it's because they still think that their faith is strong enough and has already opened the door. And it's because they still think that their faith is able to overcome these obstacles. They further think that their faith victories over the externals are going to provide evidence to the lost that God is here and needs to be responded to, but that's not exactly how this is going to play out. Opening this door is what's happening right now, and it's not easy. You may be a little confused at the moment, but know this clearly. All that is happening, as defined by Revelation's blueprint for the days of battle, is to first get us focused on God more than what the enemies of our peace are doing. 
we're being taught to find peace in the storm. We're also being challenged to get our own hearts cleaned out that our faith will work properly. We'll know when we start becoming far more moved by God's Word than the media, Antifa, protests, and fears about people getting sick. God only allows seasons like this to prepare us for great and positive changes. So don't accept a spirit of rejection and discouragement as if God is punishing you. He's setting you apart. He's standing at the door to come in with you. He's not bypassing your house or family or you. That's why he's knocking at the door. He's knocking as the impending sounds of turmoil get louder. He knows that you may very well be beyond your ability. That's why he's getting you ready to be used by him to bring peace in this storm. It's a peace that comes from confident purity within. A peace that is no longer able to be incited to anger or disgust at all that's happening. This is intended to be our finest hour. Don't be discouraged that we're never going back to the way it was. We're not. The way it was is what got us here. God is after something better, and He's going to bring about justice in America His way by showing us our need in America for healing and then bringing it home. 